most people, even though we're this technology, we're connected with everything, Janelle, a lot of the people I deal with feel so alone. Feel so alone, even with this technology. Isn't that wild? I mean, look at, we've just lost a great, uh, phenomenal musician and rap artist here, a very young age here in Pittsburgh, Mac Miller. And, you know, I, I know as an entertainer, something that, that most people don't understand, you know, most of his days he spent alone. When you're on the road, you have lots of people around you, but they all work for you. And that's very different than who's really there for you, holding your heart or holding your hand or giving you that encouragement. And it can be very frustrating to be that famous and, and quite frankly, that young, 26 is so young to be in that position that I understand why you can make some bad choices. Well, quite often what we do is we challenge people. We, we try to focus on what's important. Uh, we try to help people understand that their spiritual beings having a human experience. And sometimes how attached are we to this human experience? We challenge people to say, if everything were taken away from you, who'd be standing with you at the end? Who would never leave you? Those are the relationships we want to add to and reinforce. Or quite often we challenge people, who in your life do you trust so much that if they said fall, I'll catch you, you'd fall without hesitation. Yeah. Those are the people that are important in your life. Those are the relationships that ha are meaningful. Yeah, it's, it's a lot to... Um to teach young people, it's hard because your perception, we see the change between the preteens and the teens. Preteens, they're all about the group and they're all about love. Then all of a sudden, the sense of I comes into the world and it's about how do I look in the mirror and how do I look and how does my hair look? And that's the teen years. And it's dramatic, the change, right? It's dramatic. But that isolation effect, that, that feeling of being alone is something that is something I think it's a, a cultural and a group thing that, that we need to address because we're seeing a lot of super famous people, Anthony Bourdain, Kate Spade. I mean, in many ways, those people felt alone and felt depressed on some level. And not to say right or wrong or to judge it in any way, but in reality, we're not really giving people the tools they need to survive. To be able to, to reach out and have people actually listen to them and not people telling them what they should be doing. Janelle, there's no difference in sitting under a bridge in Pittsburgh in deep depression thinking about ending your life or sitting in a Paris penthouse surrounded by luxury and material goods, thinking about how sad you are and thinking about taking your life. Yeah, you're still stuck inside your own head. I mean, everywhere you go, what did you say? Wherever you go, there you are. I mean, that's and Indeed, the, the indeed. So that's, people want to try a geographical cure. Well, gee, all my problems are in Pittsburgh. Well, if I move to Peoria, Illinois, I'll have a new start. Well, if you take the same person with you, uh, those problems are still going. Or, you know, one thing that has happened with all this loss we've seen with celebrities, I hope that people can see, and each one of us has been there where we think, if only I had that money, or that, or that money, or, or that money, you know, or what, I wouldn't be like that, you know, and yet, 
we have to realize that, yes, you still could be like that when you see this much loss. Well, what we try to do is most people don't have a passion or a joy in their life. Mm. But we, what we do is we try to pursue pleasure, okay? And pleasure needs sustained like drinking alcohol or using drugs or doing whatever. Pleasure needs sustained. And there's a, one of our favorite uh, philosophers, Thomas Merton, says that we were made for joy, not for pleasure. And if you don't know the difference, then you've yet to begin to live. So the Japanese have a concept called ikigai. Iki means uh, life and gai means purpose. Okay, So we try to get people centered. If people get up in the morning and they have some purpose and some passion in their life, no matter what's that for, it doesn't have to mean creating world peace or doing something fantastic. It means something that is meaningful for you. And that's, that's what we help people try to define themselves. Yeah, the, uh, it goes back to what we were saying earlier about immersion. You know, one of the things about music is, um, and it also brings you into the now in such a powerful way, the idea of play, of losing yourself in, in play or practice. Um, you know, it, you immerse yourself into it and you're, it's around you day and night and your passion is around you. And that's what's so beneficial for these young women at the camps. Day and night, they're just immersed. It isn't like they have to go back and be someone else for their parents. They can, they can remain who they are and fully embody who they are. And I think that people are, we're being culturally pushed this way and that way and not given the space to immerse ourselves. I mean, how many great computer programmers immerse themselves in cooking a meal every night? Because it's during those hours cooking that they get some of the greatest ideas well, these for their are, work. These are one of the th misconceptions about mindfulness and meditation is that you have to be in a quiet room and sitting in this pillow and everything's dark. And However, you can, you can have just as a meaningful type of meditation or mindfulness peeling a potato if you're paying attention to it or particularly drumming when you're in focused and you're there. Absolutely. And then the drumming, of course, brings it along the um, really great experience that uh, you can you can go with the flow. You can make mistakes and f get back in the, the groove with the group. You can jump back in. And the same happens with camp, too. The power of the group. And the power of the group is important. The power of a group, when you're with like-minded people, yes. you can practice new behaviors in a safe environment. Okay, and that's one of the power of groups. And playing the drums particularly, there's, there's the sound. The sound. Yeah, the sound is phenomenal, isn't it? I just think about it and get excited. My mother wanted me to play the flute, but I was like, oh, I don't know, you know. There's, there's a primal energy to drumming. Yeah, it seemed to be the basic of everything from the Beatles, which I can remember listening to as a young child. I also listened to a lot of big band. My parents were baby boomers and, um, you know, they, they really listened to big band and each type of music seemed to be driven by these drums. And I just thought, well, that's the coolest part of the music. <laughs> Absolutely. So what is the, what is the, what is the driving force? What's the baseline of music? Well, it's drumming. It's the well, so when a child's inside of its mother's womb, what is it hearing inside there? It's hearing the mother's heartbeat. Heartbeat. I mean, it's actually a heartbeat that's been passed along to you from her mother's mother 
and her mother's mother before that. You're hearing that steady, consistent beat. That's right. And when you're in the womb, you're actually, you're feeling those vibrations. Absolutely. And you're feeling any other vibration. Like I said, we are vibrational beings. We live in a vibrational world. Say more about that. You know, this is something I learned from working with Mickey Hart and the Masters. And it's a concept around his work with group drumming that is unique um, and that I pass on. It becomes more of a rhythm awareness. Once you really become aware of just how much we are rhythm beings, we live in a rhythm world. Um, vibrational beings, we live in a vibrational world. I mean, quantum physics now is proving all of that. As far as the rhythm world, there's three classifications of rhythm. One, the rhythms of nature, um, such as the day and tonight, of course, and uh, the tides would be another one, or my favorite, the seasons. So what you're talking about is having a connection with the universe, have a, con a connection with the natural cycle of things, which all this technology takes us away from. Yeah, you know, I try to get in my workshops and the, when, the way I facilitate is to awaken people that rhythm is happening all around us. There's the rhythm in nature. There's, of course, the rhythms of the body, which start with the heartbeat. And the second most important rhythm, your breath, which both are working to keep you alive and you don't even have to think about it. Um, not to mention as a woman, every 28 days, the cycle of life is pulsing through you. Every single brain command sent to your muscles is sending um, rhythmic patterns. And then, of course, there's a third classification of rhythm, which is are the rhythms of culture, which are the rhythms we make as groups, or you might say traffic is a rhythm of, we're talking of about, culture. We're talking about the energy that's alive. When you walk into a room, you can you can sense the energy yeah. of that room. So, and when you're talking about quantum physics, you're talking about also like string theory. Also. So what I'm trying to do is w awaken people to this idea that we are rhythm so that people can begin to give themselves a break and and maybe perceive their own life from a different angle. And maybe their problems don't seem as challenging anymore, or there's another approach to them that can evolve. But most people don't even have the concept of what we're talking about right now. Well, and again, what we help people is to say, understand, and rather think from their thoughts and feelings. We help them step back and look at their thoughts and feelings. Okay, and the importance of being able to label and describe. So when we all these Buddhist chants, all these things, they're they're all most of them are in Sanskrit. Okay, yeah. and it's not about the words; it's about the tonation. It's about the vibrational sounds. So one of the most famous ones is um so hum, over and over again. There's some I, I listen to it frequently. These choirs singing, it's all they sing. Um, so hum. What it translates into is "I am that." Okay. Mm -hmm. So there's only so many elements in a atomic table. I'm sure there'll be more. But when you break them mm -hmm. down into smaller and smaller elements, everything is vibration and energy. Okay. So when when we say "I am that," that means that to me anyway that. I am made up of the same energy and vibrations as the water, the wind, the sunlight, the earth, the ground, the, the trees, the birds, me, you. We're all made up of the same type of energy. So if I am that, then we develop that connection with everything. 
I am that. Which is why the Buddhists won't, the Buddha forbid intentional killing. Okay? The Hindus won't kill anything. All right. Mm -hmm. So who are we to take something's life away from them when we're when we're actually taking something away from ourselves? Yeah, you know, I, I I think of it that's really great to hear it that way. And I, I I've often thought of it as a we're doing a broadcast right now, you know, and and that broadcast from the source is coming through this body or through this rock or through this cup or whatever. And you know, like, it's more along those terms. We're more like frequency and tuning into a radio station than not. Do you know what I'm getting at about that, Absolutely. Jim? So sometimes with all this chatter out there, now, I'm a little older than you are. However, I'm sure you remember the times when you'd have the radio in the car and you'd try to tune into a station. Yes. And the other things would bleed Absolutely. in. And it'd fade in and fade out. Uh, sometimes that's the way with our minds. Okay? Exactly. Exactly. So I think that, that waking us up to these kind of uh, views of the way life really works really gives people a chance to let themselves off the hook for whatever's happening in their life that they're so disgruntled and upset about, you know? It gives them a whole different approach towards feeling better. And I can't say enough about feeling better, choosing a better feeling thought, one thought what at a time. What did you say? Choosing. Yes. Choosing. I choose. Yes. Too often... Our world is based on these self-defeating words. I have to. I need to. I must. Not better. They give you no choices. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like I said, our culture is a is a bad setup. So you have to be have enough courage, and that goes back to my drumming. If anything, me breaking out of the box broke me out in a state of courage to have more courage to seek beyond what I was being spoon-fed in the church or in catechism or confirmation class and to ask different questions and to the question. Seek. That's the right. Question. So Hippocrates, who was a Stoic philosopher in Greece, was the first person to come up with question everything. Yeah, I was that kid, and I still do. I don't think it's bad. I imagine that's at some point that did not go over well. Yeah. <laughs> Right, exactly. Talk about confirmation class. I, I really did a number. It didn't sound like it was going to be such a great setup being a woman in the setup that they were presenting to me. And I thought, wow, this this is all I get <laughs> to do. This is all that it's about. And I just didn't believe it. I just quite frankly didn't believe so it. So you weren't willing to you weren't willing to sit inside that box. No, no. And so I started reading at an early age. I was probably about 14 when I started reading Rollo May, some existentialism, and eventually it led to Buddhism, and I've been practicing Buddhism, chanting, uh, uh, chant Namyoho Renge Kyo, a sound, a rhythm, uh, for over 30 years now, since I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of solid evidence that these things can actually change our brain patterns over a period of time. Absolutely. And that would, again, go back to the frequency idea of the broadcast and everything we were talking about. If we can alter our own frequency by either chanting or listening to music or drumming, then we actually are attracting different frequencies. So things aren't 
going to behave in the same manner anymore. Please check out our website at fishingwithoutfaith.com where you can listen to the show, comment on our discussions, and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast. If you're interested in flying the colors of Fishing Without Bait, click the shop icon on our website. We have clothing, mugs, cell phone cases, and so much more. Show the world that you fish without bait. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.